1: Keith Lee debuted, but didn't really do much. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. It is August 24th. We are here to talk WWE Raw, and we have Denise Salcedo joining us. Denise, how are you?
2: I'm doing awesome. I'm a little tired tonight, but you know what? I'm here, and I'm ready to talk about Raw because lots happened.
1: Yeah, we should have got you new gear. We should have had you in, like, a bodysuit with new music generic music though not taylor swift you can't use that when you get the get the big new promotion and all that stuff it's got to be generic music that's the way they debut that's the way people debut it's got to happen uh reminder guys leave a thumbs up subscribe tap that bell for notifications we had a SummerSlam post show we had an nxt takeover post show we had a smackdown one too Roman Reigns is back. We will get Denise's thoughts on that as the show goes on because there's no way we're not going to talk about that here tonight. But also this afternoon, I did a bit, a bit of an impromptu AEW Dynamite review because that show had a banger of an ending. Three like very memorable endings this weekend, Denise. Like, stuff was just happening all over the place.
2: Yeah, honestly, I thought SummerSlam did a really good job at promoting Raw and SmackDown this week. And overall, I loved NXT TakeOver 30. I thought it was great. Um, I haven't been able to catch up with AEW Dynamite, so I still have to catch up with that. But, I mean, other than that, I thought it was a pretty pretty solid weekend of wrestling.
1: The finish of AEW Dynamite was just so incredible. It was just so much good wrestling this weekend. Like, I saw a lot of people that were kind of, denigrating nxt takeover and i was like man i thought it was a good good show if if and cross wouldn't have separated his shoulder i mean i'm sure it would have been looked upon uh much much differently but reminder guys get your super chats in if you're watching live at youtube.com slash fightful uh that gets your question or statement read on the air no matter what it is we will get to them as these segments happen and we have a lot of first time uh a lot of first-time super chatters that are like, hey, you haven't read mine yet. Uh, we get to it as we get to the segment. That way we don't do a lot of jumping around. But let's go ahead and get into Anakin JMT's. He says, only WWE can go from a great pay-per-view one night to just pure trash the next. Watch the first hour and bounced. Sympathies to you both for having to watch it. How did you feel about this? You said that a lot of stuff happened, but, but how did you feel about the show?
2: All right, so... Honestly speaking, there was two things that I liked on this show. And I'll mention those two things as we come across them. But everything else, I just thought to myself... This is not good whatsoever. And I did struggle the last hour where I kept looking at the clock after every segment because I think after every little thing I thought, okay, this, this is it. We're, we're almost towards the end. And then I look up and I'm like, oh, we yeah. still got 40 minutes to go. So that was not good. But I will say this, though. I did like that there was a lot that went down on tonight's show. I just thought that maybe had certain things gone different directions, they would have impacted, uh, been a lot more impactful.
1: We're going to go ahead and get into our remaining Super Chats, but a reminder, guys, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Right now, I have breaking news on a bunch of Raw Underground segments that got scrapped, a whole lot of them, including one that they advertised and they flat out mentioned on the show. A bunch of stuff got scrapped, so make sure you guys check that out. I'm doing like six podcasts a week over there, myself, Alex, Steven Jensen. And breaking news over there every single day that you will only get it Fightful. Uh, so go ahead and support us. Maddie B. Raslin said, was it me or was Raw hella weird tonight? There was some weird to it, but I'm okay with weird. I hate it when they follow the same formula all the time and I can predict how everything's going to go. Uh, that has not been the, the case this past weekend. I have not been able to predict everything that's going to happen on WWE, Denise.
2: Yeah, I agree. There's been times where certain Raw episodes have been sort of a, a basic recipe, and this time it didn't feel that way.
1: Oh, man. Evan Wright says, I looked at the clock at 9 and turned it off, felt the show dragged real bad. SummerSlam had me hyped for things to come, and this show didn't help. I think I was, just, I was running on fumes by this point, and I'm sure my news team was too, because they've been around all weekend as well. But it did, like, I didn't think it was like a terrible show or anything, it's just, I could tell immediately, I could tell immediately that we were gonna get like eight rematches from the past week over the next week. I just know we're gonna see a bunch of retread stuff, Denise.
2: I just think that the overall mood for the fans overall from last night to tonight was so different. And it was because overall, SummerSlam was a very feel-good show. I think that the surprises helped a lot and all of that, right? But then tonight, even though they tried a lot of things, they just didn't go as over as maybe they would have imagined that they would. And I think that was the big issue, was that, yeah, they did a lot and it was unpredictable, but everything was just sort of kind of like, oh...
1: You know? And mentioning, uh, trying things. They tried Thunderdome and it's, it's getting to be a mess. Like a Benoit picture popped up. There was a guy in a KKK outfit. Um, I didn't
2: see that one. I saw the Benoit. I saw, I, there was, oh, there was a GCW promotion. There was, a, but I just thought the Benoit one was a little bit outrageous. Yeah. I was like, come on, guys, don't be that person, please.
1: Like, the, the GCW one, I'm like, ah, whatever. That that doesn't yeah. harm anybody. The Fire Velveteen Dream one, I mean, you're going to get a lot of people that say that, but, like, messages advocating rape and shit like that. Uh, as Dizzy C says, lots of wrestling fans kind of proving they don't deserve better. WWE's got to vet these people. They got to vet these people. You've got staff. Well, maybe you did before you furloughed everybody. But, geez, man, this is, is rough. There,
2: is there? A, I haven't logged on to the Thunderdome, but do people get to sign any sort of waivers? Because I know that they have rules, but I just think that maybe there should be like a, hey, you did this on TV. And, you know, this ain't just going to be a thanks, see you later, there's, there's going to be more repercussions for this because I just thought, I mean, I'm okay with, like, the fun stuff, like putting your your plushie in front of the camera. Okay, yeah. that's cute. I like that. But, I mean, uh, things like the Chris Benoit photo today, the video, it, it was just, like, it was not, it was uncalled for.
1: Yeah, uh, Matthew Garrett says, uh, how can they continue forward with Vince ripping up the show an hour before? Yeah, This this happened. I mean, this happened. Um, it's, uh, it's what th- that, that led to the Raw Underground switches too, which we have on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, but Raw did get started off with uh, Drew McIntyre coming out and he didn't really say a lot, but this was the lead up to the attack from Randy Orton. Randy Orton showed up and they brawled to the backstage area. And uh, as Stephen Jay says, SRS, those punt kicks were lame-looking. He did whiff on a couple of them backstage, but it was to set the stage. They did the camera cuts at the right time. Uh, how did you feel about about this segment?
2: Okay, so this was one of the segments I actually liked. So I loved how Raw started off today. I thought that having Drew go out there, and he, you can tell that he was super excited just to actually have people there for raw so you can really see that excitement coming through um so that was nice i liked all of that i liked the, when randy orton came out I, li- I liked the backstage beatdown and all of that however that camera cut when randy orton kicked them it i it, i didn't even see the kick happen like i didn't see the foot go to the head or anything like that so i don't know if it was just me or if it was how the camera worked but i just i didn't even catch that part
1: yeah they were fighting into gorilla position and orton he went back to gouging the eyes of Drew McIntyre. But uh, he, he did punt him a couple times. The punts didn't look great. But I thought the angle was okay and they're getting Keith involved, which we're going to go ahead and talk about now. Uh, because Drew McIntyre is backstage and uh, Randy Orton comes out. He is interrupted by the debuting Keith Lee, who we knew was going to debut tonight. Uh, I thought the ambient crowd noise was really noticeable here when Keith Lee was talking, like, we know by now that's not from Thunderdome. We know it's piped in. And so, when it lays underneath, I'm okay with it. But sometimes it's kind of distracting, Denise. Did, did that take away from it for you? And how did you feel about Keith Lee showing up?
2: okay so in terms of the fa- the, the piped in sound th- that didn't bother me at all I know that a lot of people were talking about it on social media but I actually thought that it helped it better it was sort of like that mind trick thing where yeah I know it's not the people that are on the video screens making those sounds but just the fact that you actually see movement behind the guys and then that you have this additional sound like, it's enough for me to sort of be tricked into believing that hey we're in front of a real crowd so for me it doesn't necessarily bother me whatsoever. And in terms of Keith Lee, so this was the second portion of the night that I liked and just the beginning, okay? So I I, I thought that because from since yesterday when they said that Keith Lee was gonna be coming to Raw, I thought, okay. Awesome. They need to have him come out and go either call out Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, or Randy Orton, whoever it is. He needs to go out there with a top main eventer. I don't want to see him come out and, you know, no disrespect to the Hurt Business or to Dolph Ziggler, but they're established as mid-card level guys, and I wanted to see him come out, you know, with go head-to-head against a main eventer so that he could be established as a main eventer. So the fact that they actually had him come out and interrupt Randy Orton, I thought was definitely the right call because it established him right away. Like, hey, this guy ain't just gonna be bottom of the roster type of guy. Like, no, he's gonna be involved in big programs. So I thought that was awesome. And I thought the promo he cut was awesome. I mean, he came across, it was clean, it was polished. He came across as confident and cool. He didn't have any nervous jitters or anything like that. It was perfect. However... I did not like the theme music, and I think oh. that most people on social media didn't like it either. When it started, I was like, wait, I was like, is this a different song or is my mind it tricking is. me? I, I, I thought it was like three songs in one.
1: Yeah, I'll have some info on that on fightfulselect.com this week. I've been talking to people about that as well. Uh Peter Mullins says the crowd has to sign agreeing to a huge list of rules with fines if they break them. But how can they enforce that with international fans? It's true. They can't enforce anything. Well you're gonna you're gonna pay a fine to WWE or what? They're not gonna take your driver's license from you. They're gonna call your ISP. I doubt it. But come on guys, just have some decorum. Don't be don't be a piece of trash. Like it ain't hard to not be a piece of trash. Uh
2: it gives a bad look to wrestling yeah. fans. You know that wrestling fans in terms of mainstream are not necessarily seen as, you know, the most respectable fans. In terms of people that aren't wrestling fans, they tend to look down at wrestling fans. Just that's just the way it is. So when people do things like that, it's like, "Come on, you're not you're not making us look good here."
1: So we have um we have Keith Lee challenging Randy Orton and Randy Orton's like, "Nah, not right now because Keith Lee wanted it right now." To me, it probably should have ended there uh, because what they went to was Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. And it was really quick. And it bugged me when afterwards they are like, oh, Keith Lee, obviously very impressive. And I'm like, when? He he barely wrestled. It didn't happen. And he's out there in a bodysuit. Oh, I hope it's not a Vince move. Hope it's not a Vince move. Um, Evan Wright says... This new Keith Lee theme sucks real bad. Yes, it does. Uh, it sucks really, really bad. Izzy C says, you can tell that Vince is high on Keith Lee. Unfortunately, Vince's Vincesms hurt wrestlers he likes more than they help. A lot of this stuff feels similar to what he was doing with Roman. Yeah, th- I mean, I've never be- been big on Keith's delivery and all that stuff. I don't quite get it. But if that's him, that's him. I'm not going to say, oh, change your delivery because I don't like it. Like, if that's how he talks, if that's how he cuts promos, that's how he does it. But this left a lot to be desired. Like, the match happened, and Drew caused a DQ. What did that—that didn't do anything for Lee.
2: No. So, first of all, starting off with the gear— I didn't like it. It didn't do him any favors. And here's the thing, though, is that I was thinking this last... I was I was thinking this uh, when I was watching TakeOver. I was thinking, okay, Keith Lee definitely needs some new gear. I did think that. So I did think he needed the new gear. However, this wasn't it. It just didn't flatter him very much. And... Um, it just did not look good. So I I hope that they eventually get it right for him. I prefer him without the shirt. I think it looks he looks more impressive when he does, you know, like these awesome moves cuz you're like, "Oh my god, a guy his size and he can do this." Yeah. Uh, so I do prefer him without you know, without the the bodysuit at the top. Uh for the match itself, I mean, I didn't like the ending. It was predictable, but at the same time, it just I mean, Honestly, Keith Lee should have attacked Drew McIntyre, get some of his heat back, because he sort of lost a lot of momentum after that finish.
1: To me, what I would have done was have Keith Lee like kind of just be like, what the hell, man, and Drew is so heated, and Keith Lee kind of decks him, and that leads to Randy Orton landing that final punt. Then you lead to some sort of conflict. Keith Lee between himself where he's blaming himself for what just happened with he with him and his friend because orton would have would not have had that opportunity if not for him instead what we got was orton hitting another punt backstage and uh, <laughs> McIntyre is carried off in an ambulance and keith lee says i do not want him interfering in my match but he'll be okay randy orton will not well No, we don't know that he's going to be okay within the realm of this storyline because we just had Charlie Caruso sitting next to the trainer's room saying that he might have had a fractured skull and his career might be over. So, like, it's... It's contradicting. Like, so much of this show contradicts itself and it's very frustrating. Uh, Justin Lopez says, let me start off with the elephant in the room. Keith Lee, WTF Vince, can't tell me that's not blatant sabotage. They change his music... To some generic-sounding track, and they put him in a skirt? I don't think they put him in a skirt. They put him in a <laughs> bodysuit.
2: Well, it looked like gym shorts. It didn't look like a skirt, though, at least not to me.
1: Hannah Moore says she's ready to shoot-fight Vince McMahon uh, after changing the music. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And uh, Matthew Garrett says, Lee should have showed up and pounced, Orton. He said it like Monty Brown used to say it, though, so... And Matthew Garrett also says, what the heck, Vince? Lee was perfect. I don't think Lee was perfect in NXT. There was a lot I thought was left to be desired there. But there were a lot of people that saw him as a breakthrough superstar act. He was, he had some moments between November and January especially on the main roster with Royal Rumble and Survivor Series where he looked like he would just fit right in up there with Roman, with Brock, with all those guys.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I just think that he's one of those guys that has immediately had the fan support. Now, I don't necessarily think that, you know, hopefully the music and the gear isn't necessarily what's going to lead to his demise. I don't believe that because I do think eventually, you know, we've seen it where they give somebody certain music and then a few weeks later we see them change it again. So hopefully that happens, especially after what everyone is saying online but I hope this doesn't lead to his downfall on the main roster because I would really like to see uh Keith Lee actually be utilized especially because we need him we need more top main event guys there we need more people for champions like Drew McIntyre to actually have a program with so I think that uh Keith Lee is needed to be successful
1: uh, we also see Throwback27. Make sure you check out his show on Tuesdays. Also, I was on Match Memories with him. We talked Spring Stampede 99. He says, Keith Lee on Raw till the draft happens. Could having Lee versus the Apollo, which is a dream match for me, be one of the best rivalries on Raw this year if done right? I hope they let them steal it. Have a great show. I don't think it would be one of the biggest rivalries based on how they book Apollo Crews. I think based on in-ring that it could be one of the best matches that we see in WWE all year
2: yeah I don't see it as being something super super big
1: we have lots of super chats rolling in about Keith Lee and I appreciate that guys reminder get your statement or uh, question read right on the air uh, but or somebody or Ed Call says actually is the Orton punt officially on par with Rain Spear oh I've always seen the Orton punt as above almost any move in wrestling that is for some, like you don't see people for months after that, Denise.
2: I agree with you. I think in terms of, in terms of making a change in storyline and really actually having it having it have a lasting effect. Yeah, um, but I just, I personally, I think I still enjoy the spear more from Roman Reigns, just visually speaking. But yeah, I do see the put as more uh, important.
1: K2KYD says, stop watching the WWE product, but I appreciate you guys watching something you might not enjoy. Watching wrestling should not be laborious. That's the thing, Denise. Like, full of shows this weekend, and I was not tired this weekend. I was enjoying it. It was a blast. Tonight, you and I both got on here, and we're like, oh, man, we're tired. We're I We're tired. And <laughs> quite frankly, both of us, like, we put in full-time hours for for this type of job, but it's fun, like it's something, we like creating things, and it was, tonight yeah, I, I was tired.
2: <laughs> I don't not enjoy watching wrestling, like yeah. let me just say that, just because I didn't like everything on Raw today doesn't necessarily mean like, oh I hate wrestling, or I hate WWE products, no, because if you go on my Twitter, and if you know me in real life, you will hear me all the time saying, oh this was awesome, and like yes. I'm constantly like 113% of the time sounding like Mark, so there you go.
1: Anakin JMT says fans in the U.S. can use VPNs to avoid fees as well. The guy with the fire velveteen dream sign said he used one. Gorilla Press says Gorilla Press is here live with fightful showing support and love. We appreciate you. Matthew Garrett says, "You know what rules though? The Batman trailer is that the one with Michael Keaton? Is he back as Batman?"
2: I haven't seen it. I'm Did sorry. you ever
1: watch the old, um, the old Batman's with Michael Keaton in it?
2: I was never really a Batman fan I know I know it's like a guy thing to like sure. really love Batman I never I never
1: saw it I don't I don't watch superhero movies anymore unless it's uh, Deadpool and yeah that's, that's really it that's the only superhero movie I care about and Shazam is really good but I will watch Michael Keaton as like a 60 year old Batman I think that's very intriguing uh, plus he's he's just really funny he's really good. Resdog92 says, SRS, I'm a mailman. Thanks for shouting us out. Got my Donglord shirt today because, well, you know, hashtag FTF. I appreciate you. I I mean, he is quite literally, Denise, the mailman that fucks. He is the mailman that we talk about in these.
2: Every single week, the mailman.
1: Gorilla Press says, I DM'd you a message from Mick Foley himself. Well... Mick Foley can DM me a message from himself. We follow each other on Twitter and I've interviewed him in the past. Oh, man. Uh, We've got a lot of uh, chats about Nia Jax and Shayna, but uh, we're going to finish off these super chats. It won't stay up, says, like Dean Ambrose says, they ruin everything. Just push the button. But no, Vince had his two feet into everything. Better change it back. I don't know. I don't know what they had planned. So, uh... I'm not sure, like, how how well he tore that apart. And Anakin JMT says, it's the Batman trailer with Robert, Robert Pattinson, which looks awesome.
2: Oh, I know people were super mad about him being yeah, Batman, sorry. weren't they?
1: Sorry, I'm Team Jacob.
2: Ew! Just, What's I, wrong with you? It's all about Team Edward, and I'm not even a Twilight fan, but I even hate, I know that.
1: I hate that shit so much. You have no idea. Evan Wright says, Pikachu was so over. Super charismatic on the video screens. But uh, let's go ahead and and get into this this tag stuff because there's a lot to it. Nia Jax and Shayna are backstage, and they're calling each other ugly. This is such WWE writing. Shayna Baszler going, oh, you look like Haystack's Calhoun, except for he was actually attractive. And Cyclops is better than Wolverine. says, how many people do you think knew who Haystack was? Do you have any idea who Haystack's Calhoun was? No. Okay, good. You shouldn't. I'm not going to shame you for that. He was a wrestler like in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> Nobody knows who he is.
2: I'm just glad I wasn't shamed. I'll probably be shamed later by somebody oh. else who will be like, she didn't
1: know. She's awful. <laughs> so we got a match, Shayna against Bailey. And what's the point? Here we go. Another match. Boom. Okay. So it's a first time match ever. Bam, DQ immediately. They love doing this shit, Denise. They're like, we're going to give you a new fresh match, then bam, DQ. What in the hell? Why do they keep doing this?
2: But that wasn't even my issue. This was the thing I hated the most from tonight's show. Like, more than Keith Lee's new music, okay? I was so upset when, okay... So Nia Jax comes out, right? And she she attacks Shayna. And so, you know, obviously they're feuding. And then all of a sudden, I blink. I don't even know what happens. I blink. And then all of a sudden, they're they're teaming up. They're looking at each other like they might be on the same page. And I'm thinking, what did I miss here? Clearly, I missed something because I didn't see or understand why all of a sudden they were buddy-buddy. And, you know, looking at Sasha and baby Bailey like they were arch-nemesis. I hated this so bad. It made Shayna look so, so not smart.
1: Yeah, I it, was, it was
2: bad. I hated
1: this. I agree. Uh, my only note about this match was I like the double wrist lock work from Shayna Baszler. Nia comes in and what Nia does does not look good. Like those strikes that she throws, it's just like it's not good. And then Nia and Shayna take exception to Sasha and Bailey laughing at them. So they chase them down and they get a tag match by looking at them yeah what the hell exactly. now backstage Naya's is like i want those tag team titles and i like that those titles should be important but Shane is like hey back off and naya's like follow my lead so Shane slaps her okay uh this didn't go over well with a lot of people uh, sitting on my bed says, first Raw in quite a while. I didn't enjoy it all. I have no interest in seeing the Nia Shana tag team. Keith Lee's debut isn't what it should have been, and the Lumberjack match was a pointless step back. Uh, somebody jokes that Shayna and Jax's name should be Ace Force. Ugh. <laughs> That'll probably be that, and yeah, it's, it's very clever. I like it, uh, but... Dizzy C says, get the tag titles off the role models so the feud can begin. Putting them on Shayna and Nia. Talk about a genie wish. I don't agree.
2: No. I don't agree. No. I might cry if that happens. I I, I don't want to sit and watch that whatsoever. I I, I'm, I wouldn't be a fan. I just feel like it's so anti-what. You know, I have this vision or this understanding of what Shayna is and what her character is. And now I'm realizing it that I've gotten it completely wrong because everything that we've been seeing her do recently does not fall in line with the Shayna that I was expecting her to be. It doesn't make sense. Like, Shayna shouldn't be telling Night. Jax hey get off my back no that's something that somebody else would say Shayna would not and why would she want to help not I mean yeah I get it being a tag team champion okay but why would she want to help Nia Jax get that too like I'm sorry it just doesn't make sense to me
1: it doesn't make sense like they they don't seem on the level of the enemy of my enemy is or anything anything like that because none of these people have an extended history together like that like a heated rivalry Uh, But if they want the belts, I understand that. I get that. I get wanting to be a champion. Uh, The Jam one, Ryan B. Jam says Nia gets suspended, breaks into Raw twice, and then gets a title match.
2: But wait, I just remembered something. Didn't Shayna just tell Asuka that she wanted Asuka to get her belt back from Sasha so that she could go after it or something like that? So technically, just about a week or two ago, she was saying she wanted the Raw women's title, but now it's the tag title.
1: Oh, All dizzy right. dizzy C specifies and says a genie wish is a wish that seems good that actually goes horribly wrong. Oh. Uh, on this show, Alex Palowski has dubbed that the Monday Night Monkey's paw, where he wishes for something, then he gets it, but with some caveat. Like, oh, I want Shayna Baszler to get a title run, and she does, but it's with Nia Jackson, a tag team. <laughs> So
2: that's. You have to be more specific then. They say when you make a wish, you've got to be specific.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Evan Wright says that reference was like a needle in a haystack. Her, her, her. Oh, boy. Anakin JMT specifies Keaton will be back as Batman in the Flash movie. And Matthew Garrett says that I'll love the trailer. Go watch. What do liars do when they die? They lie still. I'm not a big superhero movie guy. I'm really not. To me, they're all the same. The good guy wins in the end. Very rarely does that change. Uh, Avery Dunn says bad wrestling is one thing, but we didn't even get that get much of that. In my opinion, there was zero capitalization on the hype from Sunday. Shayna and Nia teaming sucks for Shayna, and Keith's hype is majorly halted. Do you do you agree with that?
2: Uh, the Shayna part, yes. The Keith Lee one, not. I still think that there's 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 a chance to get it back. It's still too early.
1: Some more super chats about the Thunderdome. Drew the Dream says, I just won a $20 bet with my brother. Told him we were going to see a KKK outfit. That disappoints me, man. I live in Kentucky where, quite frankly, I don't want to say the KKK is rampant, but it's active and actively troll people in public because they know that if you beat the living shit out of them, you're going to get arrested. And it's, it's not funny to me. I don't think it's, I think it's really stupid. I mean, I hate that shit, man. Evan Wright says, Alex turning on NXT recently really is eye-opening. NXT has turned into raw light, man. It's not great. Reminder, guys, get your Super Chats in. We are the most interactive review show there is, as Matthew Garrett knows. He says, how does WWE not understand what the problem is and then do something about it? They just think that change, 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 change is going to fix everything.
2: I feel like that is just such a big, complicated issue where we can all sit here and say, well, maybe they think that. Maybe they think this. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, we just don't know what's going on behind closed doors.
1: Yep. A KO show. Kevin Owens brings out Aleister Black and asks how he's doing. Now, oh. uh, <laughs> Aleister Black asks them to roll the footage. And Kevin Owens says, that's not really necessary. <laughs> and Owens tries to give him a pep talk, but Aleister just beats his ass. He quite, quite literally did a heel turn on Kevin Owens' face.
2: I have conflicting feelings about this. Okay, so what I didn't like was the whole like little black bandana coming out i just thought oh this is not what i thought alistair black would be doing i did like though that when he was making his way to the ring that he was hesitant about stepping on those steel on those steel steps like he had like the he sold it man so i liked that i like that incorporation of it uh i first when i saw him because before he actually uh before he actually does the black mass on kevin owens he sort of like falls to his knees and I'm thinking what is happening here like it was a long enough pause for me to think that they were going to give him like some side effects from like not having some sort of eye or whatever the situation is there and I thought oh god no 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 what is going to happen here I was terrified so when it didn't when when what happened ended up happening I was just so much I was relieved okay I was relieved during this
1: me too and Alistair needed a change. He went undefeated for a year, and they didn't even mention his hot streak. They didn't mention that his hot streak ended. So I'm all for this. And Kevin Owens needs something to do. I was supposed to interview this guy ahead of the last two pay-per-views. And I couldn't make it happen because he wasn't on the pay-per-views. He wasn't advertised. So WWE's like, ah, well, the the next one he's on. The next one he's on. And I'm like, well, please book him. (laughs) Please book him. It's like the only WWE interview I can get. I'm not Denise Salcedo out here. Damn,
2: shots fired. Shots fired.
1: I'm not not getting all these superstars.
2: I'm sorry that I'm lovable, Sean. Yeah, evidently. Evidently.
1: (laughs) Uh, But I'm very excited for this, and I'm very excited for Aleister Black and Kevin Owens. Cyclops is better than Wolverine says, I feel like a geek for knowing Haystack. I mean, any old-time wrestling fan or people who've watched documentaries, maybe. Uh, Evan Wright says, Vince need to borrow Tony Khan's pivot foot. AEW is very good at that. And that brings us to another super chat uh, where somebody uh, joked that WWE has run out of benefits of the doubt. That's something I brought up on AEW today because, Denise, I'm sure you've gotten tweets about stuff that that you don't like. And people will say, oh, well, if this were WWE or if this were AEW, I hate it when people do that because AEW, to me, still has the benefit of the doubt. They have had cohesive, good programming uh, really this year, cause I was criticizing them heavy towards the end of last year, cause I didn't like the show a lot of weeks. Every week I like AEW Dynamite now. Most of the stuff makes sense within a, a story perspective. WWE not only has a long track record of that not happening, but, but contradicting themselves and, and intentionally punishing people for paying attention. I do not owe WWE the benefit of the doubt because that would be stupid of me. But how do you feel in that situation where people are like, oh, but if this were –
2: Okay, so I don't get it that often on my Twitter account, but I do see it on other people's Twitter accounts where if someone posts, oh, I like this about AEW, that people will be like, well, what about this? Oh, you know what? I do sometimes I'll get like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on, on the, like Wednesdays, I'll be like, oh, this happened on NXT. And people will be like, sorry, I don't know about that because I'm watching AEW. And I'm like, all right, yeah. that's cool. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too. I oh, that- I
1: had so many people when I was watching TakeOver, and I asked what a Mimosa Mayhem match was, and they're like, they literally just explained it. The explanation wasn't good enough. And I'm like, yeah, guys, sorry that there's a UFC show on and an NXT show on right now, and i got to have one on mute. It's just the way that it works. And I'm just like, ugh. God, man, I people- just don't think
2: people should get so heated about it. Who cares? Wrestling. At the end of the day, people are watching wrestling. Like... Who cares? Like, it's not a big deal. And I just think that, I think we see it from both sides, though. Like, we see AEW fans that will be like, oh, you know if, if, you know, if WWE did it or whatever, we get it from both sides. And then there's just people that are like, whatever, I don't care. I'm on the whatever, I don't care.
1: Anakin says, I guess you didn't watch Infinity War because the good guys get their butt kicked at the end. Congratulations on finding the one superhero movie out of thousands where the bad guy wins at the end. I'm good. I'm all set. Except for one that's like a cliffhanger to the next movie. And then he gets beat up at the end. Whoop-dee-doo. Uh, Resdog92 says, All that booking made no sense over the weekend, and we get this from the flagship... Or, oh, no. He said, All that booking that did make sense over the weekend, and then we get this from the flagship show. So who wrote the pay-per-views because they need a raise? Um, I don't know. But uh, Matthew Garrett says, Should we be allowed to sue Vince for blood pressure medication prices? this show sucked I don't get that heated I get I groan I'm like oh
2: really I just yeah I agree I don't I don't get mad about things to where like where I'm not, when I'm done talking about it, that's it. It escaped my mind. I'll think about it afterwards once I'm watching wrestling again. Like it, it, it's it's a show. It's a show, and you know I I you know sometimes I like to have fun and critique and whatnot. But I'm not going to be the person that's like I hate this and I can't. Like that's yeah. it. I'm done watching forever.
1: Exactly. Like I'm not doing this job if I'm hating my job. Sorry, I'll find something else to do. Uh, that jam one Ryan B Jam says. Do you think this is a setup? For Hell in a Cell between Drew and Orton, on a personal note, I heard the story of why you cut your hair. And as someone who lost a family member due to cancer, I respect you so much for that. Uh, thank you so much. That, that means a lot. And I encourage anybody that has long hair, go out a little bit longer. Donate it whenever you decide to cut it. It, it helps people out a lot. Uh, go to Jimmy Van's charity uh, page, Grappling With Grief. Uh, go to grapplingwithgrief.com and you can see that story there. We don't just talk about why I cut my hair and the story behind it, but I walk you through the entire AEW process. So if you want some kind of behind-the-scenes AEW experience news, that's that's a good place to go as well for wrestling fans. I do think this is the setup of Hell in a Cell match between Drew and Orton, though. What do you think?
2: Let's do it. Why not? I mean, their match was amazing i argued that it was match of the night at SummerSlam, so why not do it again
1: uh matthew garrett says just drove through richmond srs hey that's the home of uh jessamine duke of wwe fame who actually had her raw underground segment cut tonight heard very positive things about uh her segment but go to fightfulselect.com for more of that um Matthew Garrett brings up a good point, and I think it's one that a lot of people grapple with. He says, "I can't be okay with what I with what I've invested so much of my life into since 1996 going down the toilet." I think that's why a lot of people they complain, but they still watch. They want it to be good, and they know how good it can be, as we saw last night, Denise.
2: Yeah, I mean, I get what you mean. I mean, it is very heartbreaking when you see the numbers go down, and you think, "Oh my god!" At this, like back in the day, it was at here, and now it's at here. What happened to all the people? Yeah. Obviously, as a fan, you don't want to see that happen because you're still there, you're still watching, and there are a lot of good things that are showcased on the show. So it, I do get it. It sucks.
1: The Kira new twenty four seven champion. He won a fatal four way that had Shelton Cedric. And our truth, I do like that they're stepping out and doing like fatal four ways and stuff. I, I like that. Uh, Tazawa getting power bombed into the ninjas and them catching him, cute spot. This was a short match. This was uh, rinse and repeat for the twenty four seven title. They they have such a a possibly fun concept, and I just don't care about it.
2: Yeah. So this was one of the things where I thought this is. The- This is one of the things, had they gone a different direction, that this would have been good because you had all of these great, talented guys that, let's face it, had they had a couple more minutes than what they did, they could have put together a really fun match with a lot of different, unique spots. I think had they given them more time to do that, it would have been a very enjoyable part of the show, and I thought this was a miss.
1: Evan Wright says, Retribution versus Ninja Survivor Series. Let's go. Uh, The Ninjas have a significant height advantage on Retribution, so I'm going with them. Montez Ford defeated Angel Garza. Uh, Angel Garza accidentally keeps implicating Zelina in Montez's poisoning, but I guess this match was nothing special, but I got to say this. One of the things I look forward to in a wrestling match is just something different. A new move, a new transition, a new counter, and I always see that out of Montez. If he's flipping out of an angel's wing, if he's doing a 180 frog splash like he's done, it's great. I love it. Uh, also, something different that I saw that Street Profits entrance. I love that with the cups falling. What'd you think the about cups,
2: that? The cups. And then there was also, uh, I felt like the camera movement was different where they were walking towards the side mm-hmm. of the ring and it was kind of like they were in a music video shot. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but the match itself, had they get had they given, were, had they been given the proper time, the proper respect for this match, I truly think that Montez Ford and Angel Garza would have a hell of, of a match—not oh, yeah. just one match, but several of them. Because they work at a different pace, where you can tell that they enjoy being in the ring together, and I like what they do. Uh, but man, Montez Ford—he's just that guy that, no matter what show, whether it's a whether it's just a Raw, whether it's a pay per view, or it's a big pay per view, whatever it is—if there's people, no people, I mean this guy comes out and works like it's wrestlemania every single day and i just love that about him
1: matthew garrett says when will they push montez to the moon i'd be patient they're still in their their first in or first main roster title run like extended so it'll be a while blue chew dudley says that montez frog splash is sick it sure is it's the most incredible frog splash i've ever seen I didn't know if anybody would ever really beat Art Bar or even Rob Van Dam. Montez does it, Denise. I think he's got the best frog splash of all time.
2: Every time he does it, I swear. like, I, I mean, we've seen it, and my eyeballs still like open up like a lot bigger.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm done with Ivar the ladies' man gimmick. This is so just painful, Denise.
2: Yeah, I get what you mean. It was funny the first several weeks, and it was like, oh, okay, he's the ladies' man, and now it's just, it was kind of dorky. Uh, I thought, I thought, I actually thought that that was going to cause Angel Garza to lose right away, but when they actually continued the match afterwards, I was kind of surprised by that. But yeah, I mean, it was really nothing special. It was just, it was just there.
1: To me, he could have lost the match, and then Ivar could have done it. Like, oh, you want to hang out with this loser? Come hang out with me instead. And it would have had more impact. And instead of Angel Garza angry, he could have been desperately like, where are you going? Where are you going? Type of thing. I think that would have had a much better impact. And just stop distracting from the match so much. All the time. All the time. Interference, DQ. Interference, DQ. Distraction. It's so annoying. And also, I'm over all the... Because I'm the Street Profits and we want the smoke... That's When you say because, that that doesn't make any sense. It's so frustrating. It's so generic.
2: I haven't noticed that as much. I'll pay more attention to that. You
1: will. You will. You'll notice because I'm Sasha Banks and I'm the boss. Because I'm Asuka and nobody's ready for Asuka. Because I'm the Miz and I'm awesome.
2: Okay, yeah. Now that you say that, I've had a bunch of flashbacks.
1: Because New Day rocks. Oh, All the time. Speaking of generic, DJ the Kid says Denise Keith Lee's new theme sounded like all of Taylor Swift's music—generic and boring.
2: Yeah, that's a very, very dumb comment. In a nice way, I'm sorry. (laughs) Wait, why did I apologize if you were mean to Taylor? See, that's how I am. Someone says something that I don't like, and then I defend myself, and then I apologize. Because you're nice.
1: Because you're nice. Uh, the jam on Ryan B. Jam, I, I don't know if I read this or not, but he said Denise, or Demi got super excited to see Ivar's meat. <laughs> he did not say Denise, in fact. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> like you know what? what? You can't have meat for every meal, Denise. I can't? You can't? Why not? I mean, I don't know who around here is getting their servings of meat, so to speak. But sometimes you gotta get your protein from other sources. Sometimes you gotta make sure <laughs> that you get full, and thankfully, Magic Spoon can help you out. <laughs> Growing up, cereal is one of the best parts of being a kid, but you gotta give it up sometimes because it's full of sugar and junk and stuff that you really shouldn't eat. And when you want to cut down on carbs, sugar, and unhealthy food, you realize you basically can't eat anything anymore. But Magic Spoon has you covered, especially that variety pack, cocoa fruity frosted and blueberry zero sugar 11 grams of protein and only three net grams of carbs in each serving and i've said this over and over again my favorite thing about magic spoon is that it fills me up i'm not going back and getting a bowl which is way bigger than the serving size recommended anyway and then filling it up again that's what happens when i eat regular cereal i get my one serving size of magic spoon i'm good to go Tastes amazing. It's gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, GMO-free, and keto-friendly. I love the cocoa. I'm back on that again. I'm about to finish that box off, and I'll be back on Frosted. I've got a cycle that I go through. I never open two boxes at once, but these boxes last me a long time, longer than a regular box of cereal because you're not going through it as fast. Go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code Fightful at checkout and get free shipping. That's magicspoon.com slash Fightful. They are so confident in their product. It's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. I want to thank them for sponsoring us and constantly renewing. They like it. So hit them up at Eat Magic Spoon. Even if you haven't ordered, just let them know that you heard about them. From us. Um, let them know that sometimes you don't want to be shoving meat in your mouth all day. Even if you're the mailman. Hey, mailman. I know you got a lot of stuff going on. Get some magic spoon, buddy. <clears throat> Hannah Moore says, I hate asking a question about NXT and people comment, don't know, because I'm watching AEW because it's better. Like, thanks for your irrelevant comment. I loathe it.
2: I saw someone – I don't know who this person was, but you know those random tweets that pop up? I saw somebody say that they lost a bunch of followers because they tweeted about WWE, and I was like, is that a thing? That's horrible.
1: It's so weird. People can tweet
2: about what they want, guys. Yeah. That's the thing.
1: People are like, oh, you should tweet like this. You should tweet like that. I get a lot of people that would be like – oh, you need to be impartial. And I'm like, this is subjective entertainment. I don't have to pretend that I like anything that I don't want. It's yeah. so weird.
2: I got that too. I, I had a few people that were like, you just tweet about WWE. You need to tweet about other promotions too. And I did. I started to make sure that I was tweeting more often because sometimes I just forget. Uh, but yeah.
1: I'll say it. I like AEW more than any American wrestling show on right now. It is a better show. I think that Raw, by and large, sucks. However, I am ecstatic to cover it because I get to talk to all you people and Denise every week. And because I love wrestling. Colt Dang, B-
2: Sean, you just opened a can of worms there.
1: I did. I'm just I mean,
2: going to stay quiet.
1: <laughs> I, am, I mean, I enjoy when the show's good. I enjoy it. And you all will hear accordingly. Colt Badeau says, and if you want a spoon with your cereal. You should have DM'd that one to me. If you've got good segues, I will steal them. Uh, Bianca, Riot squatter backstage. Ruby called the Iconics. Iconic dumbasses! Cool. That's not bad. Huh. Cool. Well, Bianca wins with a KOD on Zelina. She's a star. Let's move on past Zelina. It's like the only person she ever wrestles.
2: Yeah, I don't want to see Bianca in these in these matches. I, I want to see her in singles matches. I'm sorry, but this match didn't get to highlight any of the amazing things that Bianca can do.
1: So, uh, Cedric is backstage with Ricochet, beats him in an arm wrestling match. And I am actually really invested in MVP recruiting Cedric Alexander. I like it. I think they could go a lot of different ways with it. There's the old Lex Luger Tatanka way where Lex Luger was like, I know you're on Million Dollar Man's payroll. And he accused Lex Luger for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then it was actually Tatanka that was on the payroll all along. Uh, What do you think about Cedric joining the Hurt Business? Or maybe Ricochet? Or what I would prefer, maybe they're doing an eight-man tag or something like that. Or a six-man tag. And then both of them turn and join. Because I would really love both of them.
2: But why do they have to join? Why? Why? I just don't think that everybody has to join the Hurt business. I don't really feel that it suits them. Have you I heard mean, yeah, cut it pomos? would be cool. I mean, yeah, it would be – okay, yeah, okay, right, you got me on that one. <laughs> I, I can't I can't defend that. I'm sorry. Um, so in that sense, all right, I get your point. But I just – I don't know. Why does everybody have to join up? That's it. That's all I've got.
1: I would, I would like it because I think it would be very good for Cedric and Ricochet. But Mark Henry is mediating an arm wrestling match – uh, Apollo Crews beats Lashley to the punch. It was, like, real quick. It'll still do millions of views on YouTube because I don't know if you've seen, but, like, every arm wrestling match they do on YouTube does, like, insane numbers. I mean, like, 10, 15 million. A Braun Strowman Bobby Lashley one did 88 million views. What? Yeah. Yeah. So
2: I'm just going to go around my house and arm wrestle you my should. grandma and my grandpa and get them views because I didn't know that was a thing you, whatsoever.
1: I guarantee you crack a thousand views. You arm wrestle anything. Guarantee <laughs> Wow. You. I'm serious. That's wild.
2: I didn't know that, honestly.
1: I, I study the YouTube numbers pretty heavily. The Battle Royals do a lot of that, too. Uh, they, they do really good numbers. Uh, Lashley's mad. Apollo kicks him. Topeka Khan the Hurt Business and leaves. Yeah, sure, whatever. But Lashley's mad and he goes and beats up everybody at Raw Underground. He crushes the jobber. I loved the guillotine cell. I have seen many of people go out cold to guillotine chokes in my day and they just melt like that jobber did. And it was glorious. What I loved right after was that Dolph Ziggler's like, come on, heel versus heel, who cares, let's go.
2: You didn't think they kind of killed a little bit of that momentum that Doff was building, though, on Raw Underground? Because I kind of felt like, you know, he was going towards a new direction. And then afterwards, it just kind of like, all right, Lashley came in and sort of just, you know, switched him out of there.
1: You said Ziggler was going where?
2: Uh, What did I say? I said, right?
1: You said Going a a different
2: direction. A new direction? Is that what I said? Yeah, that's what I said.
1: A new direction? Well... If you want a nude erection... No! BlueChew.com has you covered! I don't usually put them this close together, but Denise teed one up, so I'm gonna... BlueChew brings you the first chewable, the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they work up to twice as fast as the other guys. Why is that? It's because they're a chewable. It gets in your system a lot faster. It's prescribed online. It ships straight to your door. Don't wait in line at the doctor. Don't wait in line at the pharmacy. Get it direct from the mailman. The mailman. I mean, l- let's be honest. We had the mailman straight up say he's a dong lord. We had a cameo from a mailman that said he was a dong lord. Be one yourself. Chew helps you get there. It's not about having a problem. It's about having that confidence. And Bluetooth will give your new direction the confidence that it needs. It's, it's amazing. You just pay $5 shipping when you use that code FIGHTFUL. You just pay $5 shipping. That's it. And if it doesn't work, you know, everything, I mean, come on. It's free. Damn it free it ships to you discreetly oh it's so much better than everything else be a dong lord hit them up at blue chew let them know you heard about them from us i wasn't even going to do one of those plugs tonight denise but you gave me no choice
2: i'm sorry but you terrified me i i was like did i say something incredibly stupid yeah, you said honestly you th- that's what I thought. I was like, "What did I say? Did I say something really wrong there?" And like you, I was like rewinding my words like a tape when you said that. And then I was just terrified that whole sec, that whole last two minutes.
1: K two kyd says hashtag plug that plug. Anakin JMT says Denise knows how to bring on the hammer with the segue setups. She does. Colt Bedosa's last one. And if you want things to close together, ah, that was ah. The Jam one, Ryan B. Jam says, that's it's not true arm wrestling until someone turns their cat backwards. My God. So, not to interrupt that segment, but yes, it did take away some of the momentum. But at this point, I don't know what ends a match or starts a match on Raw Underground. They took a concept that I thought was really good, and every single week they make it more nonsensical. Oh, okay. So, gouging the eyes and grabbing a ball sack are okay? All right. Uh, People can fight outside one week, but if they roll out of the ring the next, the fight's over? Okay. You knock somebody off the ring? What is this, sumo, and then it's over? I thought the Lashley-Ziggler match was good, but why? Why to do that? Let Ziggler keep building himself. This is the most I've been interested in Ziggler in a long time.
2: Exactly. And I've been saying this since week one. There have been no rules, no reasonings established whatsoever. So it's really just a place where I guess whatever's going on that week, that's just the new rules. But we don't know anything. We don't know. We're out of the loop on this one.
1: Yeah, it's very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Uh, Lashley head kicked another jobber. Later on, we see him uh, taking on Cedric Alexander and – Michael Pellegrini says, arm bars equals losing consciousness. Vince knows nothing about MMA. Underground is not good. IMO. Thoughts on Roman getting a title shot right away, no build. Well, I want to say, that was because of the elbows from the arm bar position. Uh, that's that's why that happened. It wasn't just like, oh, well, he got an arm bar and got knocked out. So I, I didn't have a problem with that. Uh, Colt Badeau says, raw underground was good. I disagree. I thought it was real bad. I thought some of the Lashley stuff was good, but... Oh, yeah. The Viking Raiders attacked and the Hurt Business fought. I think a match happened in the middle of this because they rang the bell again. It's so confusing.
2: I didn't even realize that. So there you go.
1: No, it's, I, I was just glad for this to end, but let me tell you, the stuff that I heard they scrapped was way better than this. FightfulSelect.com. Uh, Super Chat says the Keith Lee debut made me sad, redeemed a little bit, but sigh. I agree. Avery Dunn says, my biggest problem with this show is how WWE uh, is exhausting heatless feuds when they have three times the roster of any other wrestling company. Cycle them in and out. That is very frustrating. Like, I know we're going to see a bunch of rematches. I know it's going to yeah.
2: Yeah, and if not, we're seeing the same tag team matches. We're seeing the same people work with the same people. I mean, yeah, definitely. When you have a, top, uh, uh, t- a roster that versatile, you should definitely go ahead and like mix it up. Give us some fresh matchups. Uh, I was actually looking forward to Shayna Bailey today. That felt new, and I yeah. mean, it didn't work out, but it felt new for like a second.
1: Yeah. Reminder, guys, I have interviews up with Tonga Loa, Tama Tonga, David Finley, a bunch of New Japan stars. That's on our exclusive section on Fightful, podcast platforms everywhere, and here on YouTube. Lana comes out, and she's praising Natalia. They're here to retire Mickey James. Natalia said that she worked really hard on a tribute video and cuts to it, and it's nothing. And I did chuckle. I shouldn't have. But Mickey comes out and beats both of their asses in 20 seconds. So she got about as much time tonight as women do on AUW Dynamite in general. Um, Any thoughts on this? Make you look good.
2: Yeah, she did. She really did. I mean, fans want to see more. Fans want to actually see her in a singles program. I don't think the Natalia uh, Lana thing right now is it. But, I mean what else can you expect, right? I you know what's funny though is that I do like that they it's just a little thing, but I do like that Lana uh that Lana and Natalia are dressing exactly the same because when they first like kicked off the show, it took me a second to even realize who was who because that's how yeah. identical they looked. I was like, "Wait, what what's happening here?" Uh, but I do like that they they play the mean girl I'm better than you thing really well, especially Lana
1: resdog Dog 92 sends a super chat that just says, because Stone Cold said so. Well, thank you. Um, I mean, it gets your statement read, but I don't understand the point. Maniac Madness says, how many weeks of underperforming in the ratings before you think Vince will actually trust his writers to do their job without changing things last minute? Never. Never. That's why we get Raw going dark for a third hour or a wild card rule or another draft or another shakeup or another trade or, or uh, the... The brand-to-brand invitation or Raw Underground. He thinks some gimmick is the answer instead of just making a better show. So I don't think it will ever happen. Throwback27 says, just woke up and heard Sean do a Bluetooth segment. This was awesome. When he says Alexa and the Echo show goes off, scared to rewatch Raw because of the camera cuts, had epilepsy symptoms the last two days, getting better. Thank you, Fightful. We definitely hope that you get better. Uh, that is horrifying. August three says, I can't understand the hotshot spontaneous booking tailored for a 50 plus audience. My 30 something brain stuck in that archaic long-term stories. I do want long-term stories and there are some Bailey and Sasha is a good one.
2: Yeah, that one's been going for a while. I mean, they've been doing, uh, the fiend and Braun Strowman for a while too. I mean, that's been going on. um, but yeah, I definitely agree. I but it has to be good though, and that's the thing that some of them, you know, they're long, but they're not good.
1: K two K Y D says maybe hometown bias, but I think Mickey deserves one more run at champion. I could see it. I, it yeah, bu- it's definitely not
2: hometown bias.
1: Yeah, built the proper way. Why not? Mickey's great. I mean, I think she has one of the most memorable WrestleMania women's matches of all time with with Trish Stratus. I loved it. Uh, Res Dog ninety two says. In reference to the generic because promos that everyone does now. Oh, well, here's the thing. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so was a little bit different. Because he, that's just his sign off. Saying that the entire promo is because of something else. Because nobody's ready for Asuka. I'm like, what? That doesn't make, that doesn't make as much sense. And Austin was the first. Well, well,
2: and also it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. So I mean, if he wants to say because because a hundred times over and over, then hey, it is what it is.
1: Yeah. Lumberjack match. Oscar defeated Sasha to retain the title. We get the old lumberjack face-off. Good guys, bad guys, and this is too short for me. Uh, but Oscar does a great flying DDT. Sasha Banks takes out the Riot Squad. Does a frog splash. And Bailey tries to give Sasha a chair, but Shayna takes it and Asuka locks on a submission. This was good, but it was way too short. And, uh, yeah. Sasha is dejected.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't think this segment was anything special whatsoever. I mean, I can't even tell you anything that I thought was memorable and stood out to me because nothing really did.
1: I mean, I, uh, Dizzy C says, Who is Asuka supposed to feud with now? Hella fine, no. Um,
2: Get Shayna away from Naya, and she can feud with Asuka. There you go. I solved it.
1: (laughs) There you go. I mean, there are a lot of people she could feud with. Mickey. Had Mickey won last week, have her come out and say, you know what, I I know that maybe my best days are behind me, but I think that I can go on another run. There are so many storylines, Denise, that have been done to death with men, but if you do them with women, it's got a completely fresh take on it. Because of the difference in even cadence. Bianca Belair, what? Yeah, Bianca. Sorry, Belair. Even Bianca
2: Belair, why do we have to wait so long for her to go up to get you know try and get the title? What? I, I mean, mean, that seems to be the process, right? We wait forever for somebody to get a shot.
1: Yeah, she exudes star quality now, right now. And I know a lot, of, a lot of it's WWE where they gave Brock everything really early, and then he was like, "Well, see you guys," and ever since then it's been tough. But damn, damn. The Mysterios uh, took on Rollins and Murphy. Ray cut a promo backstage about how proud he was of Dominic. This is good and emotional. A lot of people thought that Dominic was going to immediately turn on Ray. I don't think so. I think Dominic, after what we saw last night, that's a baby face right there. He is a baby face.
2: The ship sailed on that because I thought that several weeks ago, and now now I don't think it anymore. Um, but this match was good. Honestly, it wasn't bad. I thought that we got to see Dominic shine a lot, and to be honest, Dominic, uh, Dominic's a lot better and has more potential than I originally would have imagined.
1: So the Mysterious took control. Dominic did a great dive. I thought the fact that Rey Mysterio was working as the babyface in peril, for those of you who don't know, the babyface who's getting beat up the whole time, and he's reaching out like, Oh, I need to tag you. The fact that he was doing that and setting up Dominic for the hot tag, that's a pretty big endorsement of how WWE felt about Dominic's work. Because they knew he was going to be the one when when the person got tagged in that people were going to be like, hell yeah, now it's on. When you get that spot over Rey Mysterio, that says something, Denise.
2: Oh yeah, it does. And I thought they it, well, it was one. They did they do the backstage promo with it, they did with Charlie with Angie and all of that. They even made sure to highlight the this is the future of, you know, the future of WWE. I thought that was pretty significant within itself right there.
1: Yeah, me too. Um retribution interfered And that was that. Uh, They beat up Ray and Dom and they recreated the lawn dart spot from 1996 NWO, except it sucked because WWE got behind the ring post and did a camera cut. To me, it's like, why are you throwing a guy into a ring post if you're not going to show it the right way? Oh, it's so frustrating because when you show it from the side, you see that he hits it. And the ricochet off of that, that's... That's basic directing and camera work. I learned that, like, in a college course, Denise.
2: <laughs> you know what, though? I will say this. I My favorite part was when Retribution took out Rey Mysterio, and he just slid out of the ring, man. That looked yeah. pretty cool. Um, other than that, that was the only moment where I was like, ooh, that looked cool.
1: Well, August 3 says, Someone from Retribution must have saw AEW this weekend and yelled, that should be us with the Chili Sponsorship, and decided to hurt the Mysterios over it. Hey, the Dark Order got that money. Good on them. Matthew Garrett says, Rollins and Retribution accrue? I don't think so. What about you?
2: I, for a second, I thought it, but I don't think so either. I think, I, I, I don't know. I don't know who it's definitely gonna be, you know? I feel like they, they sort of gated, they sort of had a little tease with Roman, but, I mean, who knows?
1: Anakin JMP says, question for you. Who's the better wrestling mom, Angie or Sue? Angie, I, I believe, is Rey Mysterio's wife. And I think Sue is Trent's mom. I think it's got to be Trent's mom, Sue, because they're feuding on AEW over a minivan right now. Like, that's what they're feuding over. Got to be her. Uh, Gorilla Press says, Retribution could debut at payback. Pun, play, payback against the system. By the way... Dijakovic had his sleeves rolled up with the elbow pads. Oh, man. Uh, So that was WWE Raw. Make sure you guys leave a thumbs up. Make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, That stuff helps out a lot. But Denise has got a lot of stuff. I joked earlier, but Denise, you legitimately have, like, a ton of fantastic interviews up right now.
2: I do. It's actually pretty crazy. Um, so I have the Drew McIntyre interview. I have a TJ Perkins interview. I have a Mickey James interview. Tomorrow I'm dropping an interview bright and early in the morning with Madison Brain. And nice. so that's going to be happening tomorrow. And then Wednesday, I will be having another interview drop early in the morning. And that one's going to be AEW related. So you can wait for that one too, which I'm excited about because I haven't gotten very many AEW interviews. And this was kind of like the first one. i um, not the first one, but kind of the first one. Um, so yeah, so I'll be dropping more stuff there. But go to the channel. I have, I've been doing lots more different content. I mean, there's post reviews. There's uh, the UK testing snacks, which apparently I tried a bunch of snacks from the UK that nobody from the UK has has ever heard about. But my grandma made a cameo, so you can check that out. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo.
1: That Jam 1 Ryan B. Jam says the best wrestling mom is Judy Bagwell. Woof. Reminder, (laughs) guys, I'm on Mania this week over on Parts Fun Known. I got a shirt up on WrestleTalk FTF. Go buy it. Wet my beak, as Alex says. Until next time, guys. Oh, wait. The Cooter Bomb says... The Fightful review is greater than WB Creative. On that note, we're out.
0: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.